Hey guys, it's Brooke. Welcome to Inside Renovation. We are continuing our last episode. Pastor Cody and his wife, Jessica, are joining us again for part two of this. We're talking about marriage, all the things that fall under that, the challenges, kids, everything here. It's going to be so good. Welcome to part two. I kind of want to pivot a little bit and really chat with you, Jess, about being a pastor's wife and just kind of the... I don't know. I feel like sometimes there might be... There's just certain pressures that maybe Mm. you feel or that just challenges that come along with that because I mm-hmm. feel like on the outside looking in people might think that it's such a huge you know like oh everything's cool <laughs> all the time my husband's like this amazing communicator what are some of those challenges that maybe you face as a pastor's wife that mm. bring you know challenges into your marriage um I, I think that one of the hardest things is just dealing kind of with the loneliness. Um, you know, he spoke to it before, but it is lonely too, to the same regard, being a pastor's wife, you're just kind of in a different role and nobody really understands. And so, um, you know, leaning on him a lot with that too is helpful along with, you know, other women that can relate in ministry as well. Um, but also, you know, I'm his safe place. I'm his confidant, you know, type thing. So whenever he wants to relay certain information of his struggles for the day, you know, I take that in and I'm the one that kind of has to carry it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, I don't necessarily want to put that on him of like, it's hard for me to hear that because he does know that that's hard for me to hear that. But I also want to be that, you know, place for him to confide in and be that safe space for him to share things that's been hard for his day. But again, I carry it. So, um, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's also super rewarding Mm -hmm. with the position that I'm in. Um, because just the, the, things that people share and, you know, the things that people will get vulnerable with you with, um, you just really don't take it for granted, Totally, you know, and it's, it's a really, um, I just think it's a really cool position, uh, to get to be in, but also it can be isolating at times. Totally. So, and I remember there was a recent, uh, sermon you gave on a Sunday and you were talking about how, awesome it is when people come up to you after church and not are like, how can I pray for you? Like pray for me for this, but they ask how they can pray for you as a pastor. Anybody who's listening to the podcast right now, maybe wanting to say like, how could we pray for you as a community, as a pastor's wife and like the role Mm -hmm. that you're in, how can we uplift you in prayer? That's awesome. Um, I think right now is just, you know, navigating, you know, I'm the kids director here. I'm also an MP. Um, I have three children and (laughs) I'm a wife. And so (laughs) So just navigating it all and still having a good spirit about it. Um, that would be my prayer of just continuing to, you know, just pray for my spirit, pray for my health. Yeah. Within that, can I speak to it? Yeah, absolutely. So not just about the prayer thing, but a couple things she said, you know, from her husband's seat. Yeah. Not the pastor's seat, but her husband's seat. I, I think one of the things I shared at the front of the podcast is just how she has this crazy ability to care for people. Mm-hmm. And I think when she talks about being isolated and stuff, it's like we really do have great people around us, totally. you being yeah. one of them, yeah. right? But I think that there's a pressure she feels, and I see sometimes or often 
and I feel where you just feel like you got to be on mm-hmm. yeah. and you're under a spotlight and you're on this pedestal and everybody thinks you have it together and you never can fail. You never can be vulnerable. You never can mess up. And, and it's a lie from the enemy and we yeah. have people around us that we can confide in and talk to. However, again, from her seat, it's one of those things of you just don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. as a woman, she can have other women to confide in, but as a as uniquely as a pastor's wife, I've just, I think the challenge for her maybe is, you know, I'm leading this church of hundreds of hundreds of people or thousands, if you consider online or whatever. And, um, I care for people, but not like she cares for people. And when people disappoint, walk out, turn their back on you, all that stuff, I I let it, I have to have way, way thicker skin than probably anybody. Uh, And I have to just let things go. I can't. I can't take it personal where for mm-hmm. her it's hard because she can only invest into certain relationships. And when she invests in relationships, she doesn't do anything like half halfway, booty. halfway. <laughs> booty. She gives her heart to people. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing is to watch her try to manage everything. She just said, pour out her heart and her time and her energy into the little time we all we we have period yeah. and then when it's disappointed like i've watched her have to like feel like she's got to put a wall up but yeah. then i've also gotten to watch her like be vulnerable again mm-hmm. and watch her like all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put a wall up i'm not gonna shut everybody out i'm gonna press in i'm gonna try to go after the relationship again whatever it may be and it's yeah. just been really special to like watch because i think she just navigates it I do. I think she navigates it so well mm-hmm. with the way she cares for people and the way yeah. she's just, she's been so resilient mm-hmm. in everything that being a pastor in a, in a family um, that is in the position we're in has taken on. And so I think I get a lot of the recognition. I get a lot of the praise. People see me on the platform and they share reels and they do all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it's like she's overlooked because she's not, co-pastoring preaching on Sundays um, but she's going to battle yeah. every day of the week for me for her friends her family her job kids director her volunteers yeah. um, and somehow like the girl just crushes all of it and does so well so yeah thanks Fed. I think that's so sweet and it's such a great thing to acknowledge because I know women in leadership specifically I feel like there is that pressure and yeah I know and I empathize with your heart and how you like to please people, not maybe please people, but you, you have that, that emotional, like empath, like where you feel things so deeply and when someone disappoints you and it hurts and there's no way to like communicate that because it's like you feel it and nobody else, they're like, that's not a big deal. And you're like, no, that actually like hit me in my core. That that hurts. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's such a, a, such a great gift to have not only as, you know, a pastor's wife, but also as a friend, like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional and like tearing up right now, but like, I just think that you take on so much and knowing Mm -hmm. and seeing you from like afar, like it's awesome. And I just want, I acknowledge you as a friend, um, as someone who loves this church, you do take on the world and it's noticed. It's not unnoticed. So Thank sorry. This is really it's okay. Funny. Now, You're now, now I'm cry. crying and we're all crying. <laughs> but like, You're seriously, I knew You're this was going to happen on this oh, daggone podcast. Man, <laughs> Jessica, Woo! of course we're all going to cry and tear up. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, see what you do. Friend. See what you do. You're freaking awesome. for you too. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, so let's pivot. Let's talk about some more marriage things. Um, Parenting as as a unit. Because I feel like when it comes to kids disciplining, teaching things. I have zero advice. We're still figuring out. Zero proven advice, but please ask. But there's always going to be, I feel like, moments where you're like, this is how it's going to be done. Or yeah. this is how we should do it. And then the other person says something opposite or maybe was taught differently or yeah. that's not how they were raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to parenting as a unit, as a married couple, mm. what are some of the challenges you think that go along with that? And maybe some of those challenges mm-hmm. where you guys have really had to kind of like hone in to each other and say like, listen, let's yeah. not fight each other on this. I think disciplinary <laughs> methods. For sure. Is when we've like really fought to be on the same page with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if you, you were kind of like the perfect kid. Like you kind of were, you didn't really get disciplined. I got whipped. Same. <laughs> Whoopings. You know what I'm saying? And I got grounded and I got like, I've been through my fair share of discipline. Yeah. <laughs> grateful for it, but it's a lot. So, um, I think it, the hardest part is like, we're still trying to figure out with a five-year-old and a three-year-old and then. You know, I mean, sometimes you got to whip your three month old. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm totally joking. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out the best way to discipline our children, to teach them. Because the, the, the whole thing with discipline, right, is scripture actually talks about that those who withhold discipline from their children hate them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I'm not talking about beating my kid. Like, of course, yes. that's not what we're about. Um, you know, and. I think for me, it's learning to, in the moments where I'm just frustrated, in those moments to like not discipline, say whatever the form may be, to not do it in that moment because Mm -hmm. of how my kid receives it. I don't want them to ever be afraid of me. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm kind of a big guy in a big presence, you know, with Mm -hmm. a loud voice. And so uh, yelling at my kids, like I just experienced it. So I have to fight that. And I've unfortunately failed in some, at times where, you know, uh, I love my dad. My dad was a yeller. My mom was a yeller or whatever. Yeller, <laughs> old yeller. Anyway, uh, it's so, I hope that dog's okay. Anyway. Um, but I was like, I'll never do that. I'll never yeah. do that. I'll never do that. I'll never do that. I'll never look when my kids are acting up in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Swing my hand around. It's like, unfortunately I found myself doing the same thing I saw. <laughs> right. yeah. And it's like, because that's what I, I saw. And it's more natural for me to react that way. And so I have to really work on that. So this is the stupidest thing. I think we've talked about the freaking calm down corner. The calm down corner we have on the podcast. Calm down corner. Yeah. Anyway, that's what happens when Jessica gets in trouble with me. I put her in the calm down corner. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's probably putting you in the calm down corner. That's right. That's right. That's right, girl. That is. It's so true. Uh, The calm down corner, we've we've worked on it. We're just trying to figure it out. We are trying to figure it out. I don't know. But discipline's the one that's like, okay, we got to figure it out for each kid. Yeah. Because like Tatum, if I like go, bro, I'm going to give you a spanking. Like he hates him. Yeah. Jet, he'll turn around and shake his butt at you. <laughs> Nana, Nana, boo, boo. You know, yeah. and like he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like both of them are different, you know, and then it's like Jet hates. We did this like apple cider vinegar spray. Because mm-hmm. good Listen, for him. so many people are probably going to judge us on this. I know. No. Well, I was like, apple you... cider vinegar spray, but it's good for him. That's right. So, well, you, know. you did it on your Instagram stories. I remember watching oh, yeah. the stories and I was laughing my butt off. Okay. Yeah, Jet, like, Jet hates it, but Tatum's like, mm, that's good. Like, Ooh. But Jet, yeah. you threaten him, he'll be like, he'll straighten up. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning each kid and their personality yeah. and how they respond is one that we've, I think, really like 
fought to try to get on the same page and with. And be consistent with it. Yeah. You know, consistency is key. Pick so, something and stay consistent. Right. Yeah. When we don't do that, nothing works. Right. <laughs> it's like when we like consistently oh. go, all right, we're yeah. picking the calm down corner, yeah. like whatever it is, but we're still trying to figure out consistency. And the hard part is when you got two different kids, it's like what's consistent needs to be consistent with one yep. doesn't work for the other. You kind of got to like, well, and it's hard when you're everybody in a store, whippings, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> the store doesn't have a calm down corner. So <laughs> like, everybody's getting whippings. Everybody's going to the calm down corner and everybody's getting their mouth sprayed you know what i mean this is like i don't know which one's gonna work we're gonna try all three you know (laughs) no but uh yeah that's been for us parenting man gosh it's the greatest joy and then at times the greatest headache yeah but everything that's a blessing in life comes right comes with the burden it's the challenge of of all of it you know and we're young parents kind of young you know i think we're still kind of i got gray coming in but um, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure it out. And I, I really am hesitant to give a lot of parenting advice because I mean, Everybody's my kid so could turn out to be awful. <laughs> you know, it's just like, right. Hey, do this. And it's like 10 years, 20 years from now, I'm like, no, no, don't do that at all. So I'm just kind of like, I'll out. talk about a lot of stuff. Parenting. I'm like, I don't know y'all get you some wise people around you. That's right. You know what I mean? Cut yep. on some super nanny on TV, you know, use Google if you need to ask AI. I don't know. Just like. <laughs> We're trying to do what the Bible says. Like, I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all feel the pressure? I know for like, for us in our household, like we made a decision that like, we wanted to teach Emma about Jesus like early on. Right. So like, we just, we're not perfect at it, but we sing her. Jesus loves me. is like the song before bedtime. Right. We say our prayers. We sing Jesus loves me. And then sometimes she'll sleep. Like, we'll just put it there. Sometimes she decides to take a nap and sleep, but other times she's up till three in the morning. But when it comes to, you know, pastoring a church, Mm -hmm. being the heads of not only, you know, this unit, but also your family unit, are there ways that you guys incorporate, you know, teaching the kids about, you know, the Bible and, you know, or is there a pressure on that as like a married couple, you know, pastoring a church to say like, well, yeah, my kids are going to know everything they're gonna know the books of the bible they're gonna know all these things yeah i think uh worship music um is a way that i use a lot um and so i know that that's really started with tatum when he was yeah when he was little i mean it was like a calming source to him it's like nothing else would calm him would put on elevation worship and he would just (laughs) calm down every song and we were like okay and That's so his then own calm it down was, corner. That's it right. was always, and now he knows almost every word yeah. to like He's every like, song. He knows the people. I want to hear Tiffany. Oh, I want to hear Chris. He loves I want to, and Tiffany. it's just like, oh Tiffany is his crush. Tiffany um, Hudson. Tiffany Hudson, if you're watching right. this somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way, let him you, meet you. And the next time you're in Nashville, he wants to meet you. He was super disappointed that he didn't get to meet you. I actually had to lie and say you were sick. So oh you see this? Oh, no. <laughs> Just to get him oh, to not Nashville have a... Nashville <laughs> yeah. in July, yes. When Pastor Steven started hospital. preaching, he's like, wait, yeah. Dad, where's Tiffany? He Am I going to get to meet happy. Tiffany? Is she sick? What, what What's happening? I'm like, yeah, buddy, she's sick. She's like, why is she sick? I was like, I don't know, man. So <laughs> you know? Oh, man, like, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Just, 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 and then he's just like asking, yes. keeps asking questions. But worship music, that was, that's I, I one play for a sure. lot, like yeah. in, the, in the car, I still yeah. do. And then, you know, I going speak, to church, making it important. We go to yeah. church. Like, and I speak things over them too. Like when I take them to school, uh, most of the time she takes them to school. But uh, when I take them to school or when we're just like driving wherever, like I'll speak like affirming things I know God wants from them out of them. And I yeah. speak those things to them. Because for me, man, I just... One of my big fears as having kids and being a pastor is like, you know, I, I've, I've seen pastor's kids, yeah. you know, and like, I, I don't want them to be weird. 
<laughs> I don't want him to be the like kid people make fun of. I, I don't also want him to be like the like hoodlum that is living a double lifestyle. But like, yeah. I want my kids to know that like Jesus is not just something we do at church. Yeah. Dad doesn't just talk about Jesus because I'm paid to, or that's not something we just do on Sundays. And so like, even for us when I'm not preaching, like we still go to church because it's like, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I don't just come to church because I preach. I come to church because I want to hear from God and I want to worship and that's important. And then, you know, we also like, you know, my kids, both kids know how to baptize people, you know, and they've baptized, I've been baptized probably 400 times in the last two years. I don't know how y'all are doing, but I've been baptized a lot by my three-year-old and my five-year-old. All of their toys have been baptized. Their stuffed animals have been baptized. They baptize each other. They baptize their friends. Like, and we're like, it's fake. It's fine. Just let him do it. You know? So, um, you know, but it's, it's fun. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe that's like, yeah, you are turning your kid into the weird kid, but you know, it's like goes to kindergarten. Can I baptize you? It's like, but I think anyway, I think it too. Yeah. Like I, I know I did this with Tatum yesterday. I mean, he was worried about having a bad dream, like before mm. he went to bed. And I said, "Okay, buddy, let's pray to Jesus about it, and yeah. let's and I'll speak truth over you real mm. quick, you know." And yeah. so, just starting to, yeah. you know, establish that rhythm of like, look, when we're worried about something or we're scared about something, let's pray about it. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that that carries a lot of weight yeah. too with it. So it's yeah. great. Totally. Man, this has been so good. Um, let's talk about to kind of like wrap things up. Yeah. Maybe some wisdom for those who are maybe considering marriage. I know we got a lot of single people probably yeah. watching this or maybe engaged people watching mm. this, but maybe a piece of wisdom uh, to encourage somebody who's considering marriage or something that you'd like mm-hmm. them to take into that next step of their life. Me to start. If I start, it's going to be a little bit. So I know. You may I was about to say, out. let me start. You'll probably still mind, so go for it. Um, I would say, you know, communication is key. Um, you know, never underestimate the power of communication and trust. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that that's kind of like a big one. Um, that's a short answer though. I know you're going to take it, but (laughs) take away. Communication, I'll take it. No, I mean, what you just said is great. I mean, I think those two things like are two key foundational things you've got to have in your relationship. You know, it's not gonna be perfect, but you got to figure those couple things out. Like, do you actually trust them and can you communicate and work through things and be clear and all that stuff, expectations, whatever that may be. I think that I've, I've preached this so many times and I'm not trying to be like redundant and saying it, but I do think that the majority, if not all, I don't know if people have marriage problems. I think the majority, if not all of the time, they're singleness problems that were never solved. Wow. That's good. And I would say that the best advice I could give you right now is, is if you're wanting to get married, that's a desire God's given you. That's awesome. But you need right now to focus on becoming who God made you to be and not be consumed with finding that person. Mm -hmm. And as you become who God's called you to be and you begin to like run your race and like live the life God's called you to live, you know, um, another person's not who completes you. They compliment you. Mm -hmm. And so like, just start running hard after God, after the purpose, the calling he's placed on your life and then look around and see who's running next to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that's for me, really, really the piece of advice I'd give to like single people, man, like don't, don't get consumed with, and I know I'll be honest with you. I feel for you. If you're single right now in this world, Lord knows it's a challenge. Dating gaps are difficult. How to meet people, all that stuff, man. I, I, I do. I, I, I'm I'm kind of glad I don't have to be in your shoes right now. <laughs> but in the same respect, like what an opportunity you have yeah. 
to be a light in a really dark yeah. world yeah, so good. and an example to so many people who don't know how to do it the right way. Um, and so I would just say like, man, don't get consumed with this. Like I got to find the perfect one. Like, yeah, I get it. You know, she's my one. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, I get it. Um, and I'm not saying that there's not someone out there for you. I believe there is. But what I would say is like, man, become who God's called you to be and then understand the type of person that God wants you to marry. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we love the idea of like the one when really it's more the type of one, right? you know, and like you need to figure out the things that God says you should value and you'll know that you value, like you'll know that you're ready when you value the things God says for you to value, you oh, know? Yeah. Yep. And, and then I would just say like, look, find that type of person. Yeah. Right. Cause that idea of the one, I'm just going to break this down real quick. I told you it's going to be long, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like if, if let's say, okay, if there's only one person on the planet for you, yeah. and this is not a popular opinion, but my Benny, if there's only one person on the planet with you, if that one person marries somebody else, then you, they just married somebody else's one. And now it's every, it's all broken because yeah. everybody's marrying everybody else's one. And then nobody's with the right person. And like right, that, right. just that philosophy, if you just carry that thought out is so dumb, I'm sorry, but it is, <laughs> it's the right type anger, of yeah. person that like who God wants you to be equally yeah. yoked with, to partner with, yep. to complement one another, to, to, to live on mission with one another. Like, and, and I, I, I don't think there is just one person on the planet for you. However, I think that when you find the person that you want to be the one person on the planet for yeah. you, mm -hmm. you make that c commitment and you step into that covenant. Totally. And now it's not a question of if she's the one she is. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like there were other godly men that she could have chosen. Yeah. Praise God. She chose me. <laughs> I'm happy about that. You know, God and so real. that's what I was. Anyway, I'll shut up. I can get off my soapbox. You know, I, I will, I will, I will preach this thing down. Okay. But let's relationships. talk about how, what you just said to like wrap things okay. up is how in the beginning we were talking about how yeah. like she was not. And this is it. like part two of the episodes clearly, because this has been like a long, <laughs> this has been a long one. This is part yes. two of, we're going to split this thing. But, but yeah. like, so in the beginning we were talking about, you know, how Jess was just like not interested, not yet kind of deal. And yeah. you weren't the type of one yet. Yeah. And God had oh, to come on, make yeah. you the type of one. And then mm. now, like, I mean, you literally just brought yeah. it home at the end. So that's, I think, that's it. I think My Andy Stanley right said, I think Andy Stanley or somebody said, uh, be the, be the one that the one you're looking for is looking for. Yep. That's and I was not the one at that time. Right. And Ooh, then, but I am now. Now you are. Let's go. <laughs> 10 years in. That's three it. beautiful Let's babies. Go. Yeah. We love y'all. Yeah. Love you Thank too. Thank you. Yes.